0: Welcome to Haven, we're, uh, we're glad you're here, let us know where you're watching from, uh, we're trying to be a church for people that don't go to church for whatever reason, so if that's you, uh, most, most welcome and glad you're here. Uh, we're talking about our circumstances and how they can change dramatically and how maybe God can intervene in them. Mm. So, in, very interesting topic and I think relevant for us today when the world is uh, a place that seems to change it every day. Uh, we've got Brooke again with us and uh, Philip, great to have you here with us too. Good to be here. So uh, talking about the subject of, of change and uh, life circumstances, has there been a time uh, for you where you've had had a productive time in your life recently where you've seen lots happen maybe in a day or a short period?
1: Well, I guess I can plunge in. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um,
1: actually, um, and this is probably not a popular answer, but COVID has been a good season for me because it's uh, it's forced me to focus on the things that are important and let the things that are less important sort of drift away a bit to the side. And so I've achieved a lot of important things mm-hmm. uh, during this season. And I'm talking you know, the last 18 months.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: So, uh, excepting for the inconvenience of not being (laughs) able to travel, I love travel, uh, and things like that, um, it's been a good season. And Mm -hmm. um, on any number of occasions, um, there's been significant issues that um, I've had to deal with. Um, I'm involved in a mentoring program around Australia and overseas, and uh, because we have um, been so focused on some of these situations, there have been quite a number of occasions when in just a day of time, circumstances that seemed incredibly complex were turned around, unravelled. Yeah. yeah. Hand of God.
2: Yeah. All right. Wow. What yeah. about you? Well, I, I, my experience is probably a little bit different in that, like for me, I... I can so rarely point to any single particular mm-hmm. moment or day but for me usually when i sort of see something change there's usually this ability to kind of say oh that and that and that were kind of the lead in and you know even even for me with COVID, like yeah that that kind of lockdown slowdown had just kind of helped me get into a newer season with my walk with christ and so that that all kind of got a little bit more um time value i suppose and so but now like looking at where things are now i'm like i'm so grateful that that season of of preparation has happened and and growth and all those sorts of Mm. things so yeah i think you know there are definitely moments where you go oh yes that was definitely a god thing um but yeah i can sort of usually look back a little bit and go oh actually there were some things in preparation for that which i'm really grateful for sure what, what about, you? about you
0: what about you in the chat
2: <laughs> yeah put it in <laughs> and i you? could
0: tell you when a, a unproductive time has been and okay. that's uh probably since having kids yes. yeah it's <laughs> been less productive yeah. I, but remember. That's okay. I remember <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. that's a season of life and yes. uh it's good to to slow down, and do things at sort of the, the kid level for a bit. Yes. Um, so it's not all about being productive sometimes. Sometimes it's worth slowing down. Yes. Um, but we're going to look at an interesting Bible passage now, uh, one that I'm sure you'll be uh, scratching your head over perhaps, mm. um, but that's why I've got Philip here to explain it for us. Um, but it's from the Old Testament um, and talks about a time when the... The sun stood still in the sky. So let's go to that now. And if you have any thoughts and questions about that, we'll answer them here. Send them in to the number on the screen. Now, Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard that Joshua had taken Ai and totally destroyed it, doing to Ai and its king as he had done to Jericho and its king, and that the people of Gibeon had made a treaty of peace with Israel and had become their allies his people were very much alarmed at this, because Gibeon was an important city, like one of the royal cities, it was larger than Ai, and all its men were good fighters. So Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem appealed to Hoam, king of Hebron, Piram king of Jarmuth, Japhia king of Lachish, and Deborah, king of Eglon, come up and help me attack Gibeon, he said, because it has made peace with Joshua and the Israelites. Then the five kings of the Amorites, the kings of Jerusalem, Hebron, Jeremoth, Lachish and Eglon joined forces. They moved up with all their troops and took up positions against Gibeon and attacked it. The Gibeonites then sent word to Joshua in the camp at Gibeah, Do not abandon your servants. Come up to us quickly and save us. Help us because all the Amorite kings from the hill country have joined forces against us." So Joshua marched up from Gilgal with his entire army, including all the best fighting men. The Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid of them. I have given them into your hand. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. After an all-night march from Gilgal, Joshua took them by surprise. The Lord threw them into confusion before Israel. So Joshua and the Israelites defeated them completely at Gibeon. Israel pursued them along the road, going up to Beth Horon, and cut them down all the way and Makedar. As they fled before Israel on the road down to Beth-horon to Azekar, the Lord hurled huge hailstones down on them and more of them died from the hail than they were killed by the swords of the Israelites. On the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, Son, stand still over Gibeon and new moon over the valley of Ajalon So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the nation avenged itself on its enemies. As it is written in the book of Jeshua, the sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. There has never been a day like it before or since, a day when the Lord listened to a human being. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel. Then Joshua returned with all Israel to the camp at Gilgal. A lot going on there indeed why, why is this passage still relevant for us today Philip?
1: Well I, I think it's um, you know quite apart from the really weird supernatural stuff that went on uh, it just demonstrates that God will intervene mm. in the lives of ordinary men and women,
0: mm.
1: um, whatever the circumstances might be mm. that's that's the big take home for me
0: mm. yeah, that's good
2: yeah. I I think for me, when I read that and I think, okay, so there is plenty of room for questioning there. There's plenty of room for going, what on earth happened? What is going on? And I think that um, scientific minds will really um, latch on here and go, hang on a second, there's a lot that I want answers to. And I think what's one, one of the most amazing things is that God is able to take our questions and when we look at those questions with faith and we go, okay, well, God is holy and he cares and he's looking to, to help me um, understand him, understand, you know, his creation, all those sorts of things. It's actually a beautiful journey instead of a how can this possibly be and leading us away from him. Actually, it can lead us deeper in. Mm. And so when we have those questions and we're looking at it with the God, help me understand, I think that positions us very differently, would you say?
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right, Brooke. I think, though, a trap is to try and always get to the bottom of yeah. the explanation and miss, uh, you know, the real issue. Yeah. And the real issue is what I said at yes. the beginning, that God will intervene yeah. uh, in the lives of ordinary men and women,
2: mm.
1: quite apart from trying to get your head around the... Mm. yeah, it, we've got to admit it, it's weird.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Yeah.
1: But it can be arguably
2: mm-hmm.
1: scientifically um, reinforced. Mm.
0: Mm. So God's interested in what's going on in the lives of, of people and mm. will mm. intervene? Yep. Um, so have you ever seen a situation, maybe not this dramatic, but a situation where God has intervened and changed things dramatically?
1: Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Like right. Do you want to hear about that? Yeah, one? please. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I, I spoke about it earlier in the church service that preceded this uh, mm. table talk. Um, you know, the day that my wife and I got married, we got married on the 22nd of February 1972, which is also the day that uh, a cyclone crossed the coast. Uh, across Redcliffe, where we were living. And uh, all the predictions were that it was going to be an incredibly destructive storm. Um, And uh, as I talked uh, about earlier, we uh, we prayed about it. We, you know, we believe prayer changes things. And so we just said to God, this is a big day for us. There's a lot of stuff going on in other people's lives. But could you just pay attention to us? (laughs) and uh, let this wedding go ahead. And the storm petered out. Mm-hmm. Um, the newspaper headlines of the day even say, surprisingly, the the, the winds abated, um, were much less uh, severe than they expected. Yeah. A lot of rain. I remember it just rained and rained and rained. But um, the cyclone was pretty well a non-event. Mm. Oh, now, that was an intervention in a day. Mm. Hmm.
2: I have a wedding story, actually, you do, yeah. now that I think of it. Um, we were having wedding photos taken and the day that we chose to get married, my husband and I, it was a ridiculously hot day, yeah. our summertime wedding in Queensland here, and uh, we were quite honestly flagging during the photos and we were just like, we ended up praying together, Lord, we are just getting so weary with this heat, we just need relief and a breeze came through and for our photo session then there was a nice breeze and you know everyone treasures their photos from their weddings and mm. you know so that was that was a beautiful moment for us was mm. we had come together and just said lord we need your help in this moment mm. and um, that was a little thing like a breeze and it's
1: mm. yeah and the thing is people can say that that sort of stuff is just coincidental yes. mm. arguable
2: yeah <laughs>
1: but it happens too consistently in my life, yeah. and I, I'm guessing in your <laughs> life, <lifebook, laughs> yeah. for there to be that many coincidences. Yeah, that's right. You know, God is interested in our personal day.
2: Yeah, mm.
0: yeah. What about when God doesn't intervene? There've been times where you've you prayed, <laughs> and nothing's happened.
1: So, what are you asking? Oh, what do we do?
0: What What's our response there? Yeah, because mm-hmm. so I imagine there's times for you as well. That yeah. Oh, definitely. Nothing's happened.
1: Definitely. Um, I mean, I've lived a lot more life than you guys. <laughs> and uh, I've, I've learned just to wait. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when it doesn't happen, when I don't get that intervention, you know, faith plays an enormous part in living a peaceful mm. kind of life. And I've just learned over a long period of time now that if it doesn't happen the way I want um, to trust God and just wait, it doesn't mean that later on I get the answer I want. Mm. But over time, I get an explanation at least mm. of why that didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen mm. or the way I prayed. Mm. So you know, my short answer is, yeah, it's what good. do you do? You just wait. Have
0: you had times of waiting, Brooke?
2: Yeah like I mean you know we we do we we, you know hope for things and thinks that things are going to be you know exactly as we dream and when they don't go that way we do have I think as as Christians we kind of expect sometimes that things will go our way and and when they don't we kind of do have those wrestles of like oh but god you you're supposed to you know fight for me and and, and I think that's where we then have to align ourselves with the fact that, you know, maybe we don't know it all yet and mm. the unfolding, the waiting, mm. and the choosing to wait peacefully mm. and actually going back to his presence, not shutting him off then and saying, well, mm. you've done the wrong mm. thing by me, God. Mm. Well, it's never like that. It's it's mm. actually how do I find that peace in that waiting? How do I, how do yeah. I keep walking with him and, and in a gratitude of heart knowing that, actually time and time again he's shown that you know he will work it out he will do as he promises mm. to look after me to care for me to give me mm. the hopes and dreams that i don't even realize are inside of me yeah that he yeah. knows you know. yeah That's,
1: yeah and what you're saying is um faith is so key uh in those times yeah. you know i haven't always been a pastor mm. i spent uh more than a decade in the military And um, I had the incredible privilege of being a Christian in the army and uh, was able to talk to a a lot of guys uh, about faith issues. And the big difference I noticed was when things didn't go right for them, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of turmoil, there was a lot of angst. And they were always attracted to the fact that uh, I could just relax mm. and say, I don't get this, God, mm. but I trust you anyway. Mm. And sooner or later, I'll understand. Mm. Um, and it was an attraction because I had quite a number of guys over the years, I was in the army, come to me and say, how can you just accept that? Mm. Well, because God's in control and I just believe that.
0: Yeah. Mm. And you've seen- I don't
1: have to have all the answers. Yeah. Whereas a lot of folk who are outside of faith have always got to have an answer for it mm-hmm. and that just messes with your head
0: yeah i guess just going to god just to try if it works sort of thing is probably quite a common thing and then if they don't get the response they're looking for i'll give up on god and oh no mm. is me sort of yeah, response yeah. but you're saying it's more of a, a journey a relationship a, a coming to understand over time rather than just a quick, quick fix. Let's go to God for a quick answer.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good.
2: I think about um, the fact that trees you know how the, the the winds and things um actually strengthen trees yeah, like the fact yeah. that they actually drive their roots mm. down a little bit deeper they um you know and we know that actually forests of trees are actually much stronger than individual trees so that's why you know in your backyard if you've got one lone gum tree you're kind of watching it a bit carefully when the storms come because they don't have the support of the others around them and then they also don't have the deep roots if the winds and things haven't Mm. been able to reach them. And they haven't actually stood that test of, of growth, which I think Mm. is an interesting Mm. parallel too. I
0: didn't know that Brooke about trees. There you go. (laughs) Oh, great. But we used to, we used to dramatic change in life. We've become used to it with COVID-19 lockdowns, almost within a day we suddenly we can't go anywhere surprise how do you see god at work people might wonder how do we see god at work in, in these sorts of times any response there brooke
2: well god works at me by building my patience because <laughs> i like we don't necessarily do a lot we don't necessarily go everywhere and all that sort of stuff but it's funny how just simply having that kind of blanket of this is the requirement at the moment isn't it interesting how our how nature rises up and goes on oh, but i just want to i t- as soon as there's an imposition on our our sense of freedom we really do have to then you know work through that with character we have to say okay well what is the good response here i can't just lash out at my family because we're all stuck here in the house and we can't do whatever we might have been able to do and mm. you know i think i think those sorts of things those character moments really come into play yeah. there don't they like that's good mm.
1: that's a excellent answer <laughs> It really is. I mean you know, how do we see God at work in this COVID season? Man. It's it's hard to answer, <laughs> excepting to say it, it it's at least an opportunity to grow as people, as mm. develop character mm.
2: Mm.
1: and uh, learn some life lessons. <laughs> um, I can't
2: always have what I want. What? <laughs> no.
1: And I think it's it's what I said a minute ago. I, I I really couldn't give a, a brilliant answer to that because it's one of those things where you just got to trust God. You know, yeah. I don't think God has brought this about, mm. um, but he knows about it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's no surprise to him. Mm. And that's all I need to know.
2: Yeah, no. and, and I think when we actually then say okay well god i need your help isn't that a beautiful moment then too yeah. like i'm not coping with this god if i'm yeah. honest with you i don't like this i yeah. want to be free yeah. i want to be able yeah. to do whatever i want to do and, yeah. and and you know and so those those i mean it's like the psalms isn't it yeah. where you know we see that wrestle of the honesty with god and and you know he invites us to be honest with him yeah. in reverence you know yeah. and, and actually then Come around to seeing. Oh, actually, you you really do care for the long run. It's not just this yeah, moment. It's yeah. it's bigger than this. Mm.
1: Yeah. I had a an aha moment. Yeah, I was talking to a very elderly person, person of ninety six years of age, and I was just talking about the inconveniences, and the wearing down aspect of COVID. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, this lady looked at me and said. I lived through World War Two. Mm. You got nothing to talk about, yeah, compared to what we had to get. Yeah. and it sort of, mm. <laughs> right, you yeah. know, I'll it be... sort of woke me up a little bit to the fact that you know I might feel a bit inconvenienced, but yeah, some of these, mm. some of these older, older guys, older than me, guys, uh, they've experienced a lot more.
0: Mm. Perspective yeah. comes into mm. it a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think of Jesus on the boat with his disciples and a huge storm comes up. <laughs> and just the comparison of Jesus sleeping there, he's perfectly yeah. calm. Yep. Disciples in complete panic. <laughs> the same situation. Yeah. And what's the difference? Jesus knows God can change things yep. in an instant. He's yep. he's not worried. Yeah. No. Wow. Yes, that might look very threatening. Yeah. But he knows that God knows about it. He's he's not worried. Yeah. Mm. And I guess even just the fact that we can know that God can change the situation mm. when He wants to and mm. uh, at the at the right time, mm. I think just that knowledge, even if we don't see it, can help us get through yeah. things and build the character like you're mm. talking about.
2: Mm.
0: So what's the what's the day that's changed the world more than? Any other day, in your opinion, what's the? We're talking about days that have changed the world. Any that come to mind? Who
1: wants to go first? <laughs> we might have I the same answer on yeah. like this one. Oh, I, I have no question that the the greatest day in human history was the day that Jesus Christ died on the cross at Calvary, <laughs> because it changed history. <laughs> you know, at the moment, you know they're trying to, well, they're successfully. Um, changing uh, AD and BC because it's not politically correct anymore. Mm. But, you know, all of history hinges on that moment. Mm. But the the, the deal is that before the cross, before Jesus died on the cross, um, you know, man was struggling to relate to God. He really, you know, had all these rules and regulations he had to go through. Mm. It really was religion rather than personal relationship. But after the cross, ordinary people, regardless of how bad we might be, had equal opportunity for intimate relationship with God. It changed the world. And as a consequence, hundreds of millions of people, in fact, you know, Christianity is still the largest faith in the world and it's growing faster than any other faith, regardless of what uh, some people would tell you. Ask Mr. Google. He will back that up. Um, Millions, millions, thousands every day are coming to Christ because of that event at Calvary in Jerusalem a bit over 2,000 years ago. Greatest day in history, no doubt.
0: Great.
2: What's interesting about it, is that yes? It's the greatest day, but wasn't it interesting that we had to then travel the next couple of days, and like or the disciples did, you know, they 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 had that moment, but then they were waiting for oh,
1: breakthrough. Yeah.
2: Like it's you know that it
1: seemed like a
2: the, it seemed like di- the darkest yeah. <laughs> yeah. hour um, from their perspective, mm-hmm. and so again, but God knew, and and he you know he he just had it. He
0: had it. <laughs> so, it yeah, and the good news is that's a a real thing that we can experience today, not yeah. just historical fact. Mm. Can continue to change mm. even your life mm. uh, today. Mm. So if you if you need prayer, reach out to us. Message that number on the screen. Yeah. I'm more than happy to pray for you about anything and and join with you in in faith that God will intervene in in whatever you're going through. Yeah, uh, but thank you for joining us today, and be great if you could join us through the week as well. Details on our website, but uh, hope you have a great week and no more covered lockdowns for a while. Hey, that'd be nice! All right,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: thanks, for that. thanks, Brooke, thanks, thanks everyone.